Counting calories is out. Weight loss is an internal game, what I like to call weight release, and it all starts from within. You're listening to Confidence Strong Within, a podcast for women ready to feel good about their bodies, rediscover their confidence, and share their brilliance with the world. I am your host, Juliana Lima, mind body weight release expert and lifelong health seeker. And I am so pleased to have you here. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 16 of Confidence From Within podcast. And as always, I am your host, Juliana Lehman. And in today's episode, I want to talk to you about a big issue that we see in the weight loss industry. As some of you may know, this industry has a 90 to 95% failure rate, which sounds crazy. But essentially what it means is that 90 to 95% of dieters fail to either lose the weight or maintain weight loss after a significant amount of weight has been dropped. And the reason why I want to kind of address this today is that from time to time, I get the question, why is it that I am following the plan, whichever plan they set out to do, I am eating well, I am drinking water, but for some reason, the scale just won't budge. And I really wanted to talk to you about this today to start giving you different angles and different perspectives on what could possibly be going on so that you can actually, you know, break that weight loss plateau and get the results you seek. So the first thing I want to get out of the way is that this is not at all intended to give you the false sense of expectation that, you know, the journey is quick right? And I don't believe it has to be hard, even though when you're talking about hormones being out of balance, yes, it is a very complex you know, topic, but I don't want you to think it has to be hard, but at the same time, it will take work. And for some people, it will take some time. So I don't want to kind of give you the false impression that as long as you tweak a couple of things, the weight is going to melt away very quickly because it took you a while to get here, right? So you need to allow your body the time it needs, which is very different from person to person so that the weight can naturally but sustainably be released. So that's the first thing I want to put it out there, that this is not necessarily a quick road or any quick tips. I just want to go deep and tell you three major areas that I see women struggling. And I do believe that there are specific things you can test and see if it starts to give you different results. So my intention for today is to share those three main areas with you. So the first area, and I'd say this is probably one of the most overlooked one because you have to do a little bit of self-digging to really be able to understand if you have this problem, how to solve it, is inflammation. And inflammation is one of those things because if you know a little bit about it, if your body is in an inflammatory, in an inflamed state, even if you are producing hormones, say your thyroid is working, your adrenals are working, if the body is in an inflamed state, it becomes very difficult for those hormones to carry the messages that they are intended to. 
meaning the body can be too inflamed to listen to your hormones and the messages that they are sending, which obviously are very important if you want to release weight sustainably. So if you are someone struggling with inflammation, what are some of the culprits, right? What are, where would you start? And I like to usually start looking specifically at gut inflammation, which is a huge culprit, but also looking at your diet. And when it comes to, okay, so what foods should you focus on? The number one category is what I call the diet foods. And a lot of times I say, you know, so much of what so many people eat isn't actually food. It's edible, but it's not real food. And diet foods, I'm including anything in there that's processed, you know, packaged in a pill or in a replace the meal shake, any of those things that, you know, the ingredients are a long list and it's processed and is intended to, you know, speed up the journey or something in that capacity. And you can actually be putting in so many chemicals and difficult to digest, you know, components in your body, not knowing, think you're doing something good. The second area that I always highlight and stress for people to look and pay attention to are inflammatory fats. Okay. So things like vegetable oils that you will see on popcorn, chips in pastries, a lot of those, you know, fried products that even though you buy at the grocery store and you bake and it's still coming, like for example, chicken fingers or pre-made meatballs, that they are coming with a lot of those oils in them and they are high in omega-6, pro-inflammatory. And because our diet is so depleted of the anti-inflammatory uh, oils and the good fats, the ratio goes out of whack and we end up with too much inflammatory oils in our food. And I feel that is a bit of an emerging field now. There's more people talking about them, but it's definitely something to think about. And the third food category that is by far one of the most overconsumed and not necessarily associated with inflammation are the added sugars. So if you really want to move the needle, you know, a lot of times they see people are doing good and they're cutting the obvious ones, but they're forgetting the hidden sugars that are in things such as, you know, salad dressing, right? Because you think I'm eating salad, I'm doing something positive, but you're drenching it with like salad dressing that has, you know, preservatives in them. It has those bad fats. It has added sugar to them. Another big category are the granola bars or those sort of protein bars that so many people eat as a quotations, easy grab and go snack, but they're also really high in starches a lot of times because of the oats and dates, uh, but also really high in sugar. And even the ones that are, you know, on the healthier side of the store, you always have to check the label because there's still a lot of sugar hiding in them. Things like, you know, juices like orange juice that has a bit of a connotation of health. Of course, if you look at the label, especially the, you know, processed types, they're bringing in as much sugar as one can of pop per, you know, per the same amount. So you're talking 30, 35 grams of sugar per cup, which is an incredible amount of sugar. And sometimes people drink one or two cups for breakfast every day. So you're starting your morning with all the, you know, high intake of sugar, not even knowing you're doing so. So those are sort of 
you know, some hidden foods or sugar is hiding that sometimes people perceived perceive as a healthy choice, I really encourage you to read the label and get really clear and well-educated on sugar and why we should avoid them. So those are sort of the main inflammatory foods that I wanted you to think about. And of course, there's many others. And that is one of the things I help people identify if my weight release shift program. But those are some to get you started. Now, the next sort of big area that I see people, you know, making some mistakes and therefore getting stuck in their weight loss journey has a lot to do with the hormone insulin. So I love to say that insulin is the fertilizer of fat cells, which essentially means that if whatever you're eating, either because of the amount of times you eat during the day or the types of foods that you select, specifically the ones higher in sugar and starches, if you're spiking the insulin constantly, regularly throughout the day, there's no chance that your body is able to release its own storage energy in the form of fat to burn that for energy. You just can't because insulin will block those fat burning hormones. Insulin is, it's a job is actually to sort of bring back blood sugar into the cell. So if you're consuming a high amount of sugary or high starch foods, you're also triggering insulin and high insulin stores excess calories into fat cells. It doesn't help you do the opposite, which is obviously what we want to do if your intention is to release excess fat. Now, insulin, of course, is really directly correlated, like I just said, with blood sugar levels. So really managing blood sugar naturally, but sustainably, even though it may take a little bit of time for your body to you know, get back and catch up, even though your body has all the inner intelligence that it needs. If your blood sugar is really out of whack, it may take some time, but really doing uh, a protocol that balances blood sugar and it's really uh, serious about not just the types, but also the amounts of carbs that you consume and when and all that good stuff, it is the way to go. With that, I just want to throw a little tiny little bonus thing in there that the other aspect of blood sugar has a lot to do with cortisol. So if you think of cortisol as a stress hormone, cortisol can be raised if there's a lot of inflammation. So it kind of goes back to our first point, but also cortisol can be raised if we have, you know, the highs and lows of blood sugar as well. So your eating patterns and your lifestyle with all the stress of the modern world can actually impact blood sugar, therefore impacting insulin and inflammation. And we continue to have this propagation of this vicious cycle. So look at things such as your sleep, look at things such as your outlook in life and how you handle stress, as well as your eating patterns, are you, you know, fasting wrong? Are you following recommendations that you see online without really understanding the basis for them? And those recommendations may be not working for your body. Are you listening to your body? Those are some of the questions that I like to ask to get people thinking. Because just because something works for your neighbor or for your friend, it doesn't mean it's the right approach for your body, right? So 
becoming really equipped to know how to self-test for your own blood sugar, understanding or having a way to track your sleep and your mood and how foods impact how you feel. Those are skills that you can develop to really start to connect how you feel to how your body looks and the symptoms you have and not seeking the absence of symptoms, but kind of flipping it on its head and knowing that your symptoms is how the body talks to you. So the more and the quicker we listen to our bodies, we're able to adjust and give it what it needs. A lot of times I say to people that it may not be a case of you having to add anything more to your plate, to your diet, to your lifestyle. It could actually be removing some of those interferences, either in the form of inflammatory foods, in the form of foods that are messing your blood sugar or the level of stress you're under or, you know, bad sleeping habits, you know, it could be a removal of interference. It doesn't always have to be adding something new, some new trend that you have not heard about yet. And to kind of finish up, the third area, and it's one I'm very passionate about because I don't see enough people talking about it as it relates to weight loss, what I like to call weight release, And that is the mindset piece, especially when it comes to weight plateaus. So what do I mean by mindset? I'm talking about the emotional root cause of what is actually going on in your body. And there's a whole process and there's a whole methodology that I teach in my program, the way release shift, that we really learn to identify the why you want to lose weight and how it reflects your inner priorities. And a lot of times we identify goal conflicts. A lot of times we see that the reason why the weight was, somebody was stuck in your weight release journey was because releasing the weight wasn't a actual priority to them, even though they kind of want the results, but you know, to get into the journey to the depth that they needed to, they had to unco- they had to uncover a few emotional roadblocks first and work on neutralizing emotions. Because I'll tell you, if your emotions are all over the place, you go from you know fantasy and in love and happy all the way to hating yourself and and guilt and blame and you keep swinging up and down, up and down. A lot of times what we do is that we use food and alcohol to help us sort of neutralize and cope with how we feel. And that is a lot of times when I see people kind of going back to their own habits, it's because they didn't really do deep enough of a mindset reshift or refocus to be able to have other tools outside of food and alcohol to neutralize themselves. And especially now during COVID and during this pandemic, yes, stress is it's at all time high and there's so many people struggling financially and losing family members and all this stuff. So there's added stress, no doubt. So really developing those tools that you have in your back pocket so you can put them into action is so important. So you don't have to keep relying on something in the lines of food and drinks uh, to get yourself back into balance. But really what I wanted to bring in terms of mindset for today to give you something very specific to think about, and I'm going to ask you this question and then I'll elaborate what I mean. 
I want you to contemplate what job, and I mean job as in a career job, like a job, what job is the excess weight performing for you? Okay, I'm going to say it again. What job is the excess weight currently present in your body performing? Because your body will always, and I mean always, give you exactly what you need. The body will always prioritize exactly what you need to get the best outcome that most, you know, directly fulfills what's most important to you. And that's a very long way to say that your body is always working for you. So is that excess weight fulfilling a job? Absolutely. And the more you work on uncovering what that job looks like, the easier it becomes to neutralize that emotion and then be able to go back into release mode. So what do I mean? One of the exercises that I always recommend people do in my program is to look at releasing the weight and start looking and they can say all the benefits of releasing the weight, right? That is normally what people, yeah, I'm going to have more confidence. I'm going to have more energy. I'm going to sleep better, all the things. Now for today, I wanted to kind of grab a piece of paper, you know, and cross a line in the middle and on the right, list as many as you can, 20, 30, 50, 100, 200, you know, you choose all the benefits that you let, that you can see of reducing your weight. But the magic happens when you complete the other side of that, that column, which is what are all the drawbacks. I want to actually go back and list all the possible that you can think of drawbacks of releasing excess weight. Because the goal of the exercise is to show you that both sides, believe it or not, eventually even out. There is an equal amount in both. And as you're listing all of the drawbacks, you will see eventually, if you do the exercise powerfully, you will eventually see something will pop for you and you will see, oh my gosh, this is the job that the weight is currently doing that I perceive as a bad thing, which is actually working in my favor because it's provided me with X. And when you recognize what that X is, then you can work on neutralizing that emotion and you don't have to have the physical excess weight do the job for you. So I hope that is clear. I wanted to list, which is the easier side, all the benefits of the excess weight. And on the other side of the page, what are actually the drawbacks of the excess weight? Because we want to start bringing clarity to what is the job the excess weight is performing, but also helping you in your bring to this bring from the subconscious to the conscious mind what are actually those drawbacks so that you can neutralize both so that your emotions and your mindset is no longer the roadblock preventing the release of the weight. So if you truly address inflammation, if you really focus on balancing blood sugar and managing insulin spikes and you do the deep work, which is what I like to call the sort of mindset aspect of weight loss, I truly, truly know that these three big steps are often what's preventing you and many women on breaking that weight plateau. 
And if you need help going through the process, the journey together, then I really would like to invite you to schedule a quick chat with me so that I can tell you more details about the weight release shift and how you can get involved in the program, but also in the sort of type of support that I offer women for women going in the same path and on the same road as you are. So if you're curious to read more and potentially schedule a free chat with me, I encourage you to visit naturallyjoyous.ca slash release. And I'll be very pleased to share with you some ideas of why I feel you're personally stuck and how can the weight release shift help you to get back on track and learn lots about your body, make really positive changes, and hopefully permanently change how you look at food, how you look at weight loss, and get real results. So that is it for today. I really, really hope that you enjoyed today's episode and it gave you some food for thought, and I look forward to connecting with you online or hear from you so we can hop on the phone and have a quick chat. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening to Confidence From Within. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at naturally.joyous and I will be sure to tag you back. I would also love for you to leave us a review on iTunes so you can help us support our show. Stay healthy and happy and until next time.